Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Joining us out of the UK... Uh, is football journalist Andy Murray. G'day, Andy. How you doing? I'm well, Rick. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, you, you, I, I understand that you uh, were seconded to to help uh, run things at the Com Games, mate. How did that all go for you? I don't about run it, um, but uh, uh, certainly, yeah, I was there as part of uh, what's called the Games News Service. So uh, I was editing... Uh, Things for, for journalists, previews, news stories, and predominantly uh, a, a small mountain-sized pile of flash quotes from every uh, every competitor uh, going through every round of every sport known to man from athletic to lawn bowls um, uh, with, uh, yeah, uh, editing stuff and uh, making it available for other, other kind of proper journalists, I suppose, from, uh, from around the world who were there covering it and, uh, providing all that content for them. But yeah, it was good fun atmosphere. There was absolutely amazing, like crowds, uh, Birmingham. I've never seen Birmingham like it, just teeming with people and, uh, like everyone was so friendly. It was, uh, it was fantastic to be there and, um, Pretty good games for uh, for your boys as uh, boys and girls as well from uh, from the New Zealand team. Yeah, did all right, mate. Did all right. Uh, have you obviously been exposed to all these other sports? Have you got a new favourite sport now that you that you didn't have beforehand? Uh, I did enjoy the lawn bowls. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's uh, I don't know. Is, is it rock and roll to say that that you like the yeah. world's least rock and roll? Uh, <laughs> Uh, sport i don't know <laughs> I, I, I i don't know um but uh yeah that was good um i i weirdly loved the rhythmic gymnastics uh, in the office there weren't many positive uh positive comments about that not a sport ribbons and balls and uh and and whatever but i quite enjoyed it so um so yeah i don't know what that says about me but uh but yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed both of those well, you had an eye for the artistic flair, of course. That's what that says, Andy, obviously. Must be. Must, Must be. be, yeah. yeah. No, I, I always go back. My grandfather used to play the lawn bowls, and he referred to the bowls club as uh, the undertaker's holding pen. <laughs> so, yeah, something, something like that. There were a few, a few uh, members of the younger generation uh, out there uh, on the on the greens of, uh, of Leamington Spa. So, sorry, Royal Leamington Spa. Um, so, uh, so, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, they look like good fun, and um, like, I love it when they get the tape measure out, and uh, you know, all the uh, the commentators go wild for uh, for that. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, any game you can comfortably play with a beer in your hand is always good by me. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, nice, nice. Now it's definitely got younger. Uh, the demo of that of that sport in the last ten years, I think, Andy. But uh, that's all right. I digress. We should be talking about football, mate, because we're t- we're nearly uh, <laughs> nearly two full rounds into the uh, to the Premier League season, and uh, boy, yeah, there's some storylines going around, aren't there? Most uh, prominently at the moment, 
which which is hurting a lot is Manchester United currently twentieth, um, one goal uh, conceded six, no points, and looking an absolute rabble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, whatever whatever the word the Germans use for Schadenfreude is what every uh, Premier League fan is feeling right now for uh, uh, for, for Man United being bottom of the league. Um, but um, yeah, I mean it goes from bad to worse from uh, for, for for them it uh the Brentford game especially um on Saturday uh, on Saturday's evening over here um was uh, the first half was just a total capitulation really that the kind of the no even semblance of a plan um, you know, four nil down at half time. Uh, you know, the, the kind of the difference between the two squads was just uh, frightening. You know, Brentford squeezed, pressed, harried, hassled, um, but were also just better at football than uh, than than a very expensively assembled Manchester United squad. Um, and I think that's the kind of the the worrying the worrying thing that that it's not just that United are being out for it's just that other teams look much better you know I suppose it, it, it kind of it's highlighted by the fact that Brentford and uh, and Brighton the two teams that they've played so far this season um, uh, you know two of the best well set up teams they've, they've got a plan they've had one in place for a few seasons under their manager they kind of uh, you know they recruit very cannily um, and it just highlights all of the all of the ills that there are at Manchester United uh, at the minute, and you know have been for uh, have been for quite some time. The, the squad looks so, uh, you know, two players here from one from one manager, three here from another. There's there's kind of no coherence uh, coherency for the in the squad how they're playing. It's just uh, they're just a shambles basically. Um, and you know, I guess it starts at the back with. With David De who was probably you know probably their best player last season, uh, but um, you know uh, a goalkeeper who is going to be able to play the ball out from from defence, he is not. Um, you know a fact only compounded by the fact that uh, you know uh, the, the goalkeeper they sent out on loan to Nottingham Forest, Dean Henderson, saved a penalty, uh, kept a clean sheet uh, yesterday as Forest won their first uh, game back in the Premier League after uh, 23 years, I think it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much to digest there. But, I mean, recruitment seems to be the biggest issue, doesn't it? And uh, a, a lack of, you know, you talk about a lack of a plan on the field. There seems to be a lack of one off the field because, um, you know, when you go and try and sign a player like Marko Arnautovic, now I don't, personally, as a United fan, I went, why the hell do we want to sign Arnautovic? But if that's the player that you want to sign, then I have to, as a fan, go, OK, I might not see where this is going, but you've got a plan, so you follow through with the plan. You don't go, we're going to go and sign this guy, and then when the fans go, we don't want you to sign that guy, he's rubbish, he's 33, what are you doing? You go, oh, all right, we won't sign him then, because that suggests to me you've got absolutely no plan. Yeah, and um, you know, United are famous for their kind of uh, sort of fan engagement uh Algorithms that they have on Twitter for uh, what posts do well and uh, uh, and so on. So they're they're obviously listening, but I'm not sure that's how you should be doing. Uh, you, you know your 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 recruitment. Um, I mean the, the the plan for for signing players this summer seems seems to just be 
players from the Eredivisie where that uh, Ten Hag has either, either managed or liked the look of uh, before. Um, even that applies to Arnautovic because he played uh, under um, Steve McLaren, the, the assistant, the United's assistant manager, uh, when he was in charge of Twente. Um, you know that was about sort of ten years ago, um, and um, yeah, I, it's, you know they, they obviously want to play in the kind of Ajax way, but that is, it's almost impossible with the with the players that they've got. Definitely with Cristiano Ronaldo up front, we know about that. That was that's a problem that that was there was a that was you know uh, that was there for Ralph Ranić uh, last last season. You know you can't play a high pressing, uh, you know. Uh, game with Cristiano Ronaldo in your team, so uh, that's a hard base from from which to from which to start. Um, but you know, Lissandro um, Martinez, uh, the new uh, the new five foot ten inch centre half, uh, you know, is not going to be a bad Premier League player because of his high, his you know lack of height. Um, you know, in at Liverpool or Manchester City, you know they would find a way to uh, to make that work. You know, him alongside Virgil Van Dijk to win all these headers for him is probably going to work a good deal better than you know an out of form Harry Maguire uh, who is still sort of struggling to to try and get back to his the best version of himself. You know, um, so it, it's just it, it's hard. The you know they have spent money, um, but it just doesn't seem to be for the right players, clubs can see them coming uh, and just add an extra extra naught onto, onto the end of any price tag. Uh, and that's only going to get worse with, the, you know, what are we sort of halfway through August um, uh, and, you know, two weeks left of the transfer window. They'll go into it again, I'm sure, because, uh, you know, they, they, need, they need players. They certainly need a centre forward, but who realistically can they get that is going to, Fit the pattern uh, of what they want to what they want to do. You know, Mario Icardi is a big name. He's available, but is all the baggage that comes with him really what United need right now? Probably not. Mm. Yeah, well, Alvaro Morata is another one that apparently uh, they're looking at, and then there's uh, that kid from Stuttgart as well, who looks like uh, he he might be a more interesting prospect, but. We'll have to see. I'm not convinced uh, what's going to happen there because Rabio is another one that uh, uh, seems interesting. Probably got to be better than what United have got in the midfield at the moment. And the other one, the story that's just uh, coming up uh, this morning, your time this evening, our time here, is that um, while Scott McTominay remains in the team, uh, Manchester United are now open to selling James Garner. Uh, I don't quite get that. Yeah, that is that is a funny one. I mean, you can't deny that McTominay has sort of had his chance to uh, establish himself as a, uh, as a as a regular. Um, I mean, he look McTominay is fine um, for as a as a Premier League uh, midfielder. Whether he's you know the kind of dominating defensive midfielder that Man United fans would expect, probably not. Um, but you know, Ghana, uh, Ghana, very good for Nottingham Forest last season in their uh, promotion, uh, promotion winning side. You know, he's got a great left foot, really, really good set piece delivery. Delivery took all of uh, Forest set pieces um, last season, and you know they they were keen to uh, to take him permanently uh, this summer, or at least uh, at least on loan again. But United said they wanted to take a look at him in pre-season. Um, so, I mean. I can only think that they 
have not been impressed by him. I, I wonder how that would possibly be the case, really, because um, he's a good player. Um, you know, he's young. He's certainly hungry to to do well at Manchester United, and he's surely worth a look at because you know. Donny van der Beek hasn't really uh, worked for them. McTominay, like I say, is fine, but it hardly sets the world alight. Fred, um, you can't really trust him, especially in big games, I don't think. Um, and Rabiot has hardly, like a big name, but has hardly set the world alight for Juventus in the last couple of years, really. Um, you know, there's a good player in there, don't get me wrong, but um, I don't think... Uh, you know, I, I can't really see why you wouldn't at least give Garner a go. So, you know, um, you know, they're, they're, he's obviously been, you know, training with them uh, since the since the start of pre-season. Ten Hag had a look at him and, you know, if he doesn't fancy him, then, okay, fair enough, get, get rid of him, I suppose. But um, you do wonder, you know, like, uh, he, he must be surely better than, than what we're seeing on or what we saw on Saturday and what we saw against Brighton. Um, because uh, you know what what was displayed, especially in the in the middle of the park, really wasn't that great at all. No, it wasn't. Uh, so yeah, once again, rudderless on the field and off it by the looks of things. I mean, uh, mm. Gary Neville's been very very loud uh, talking about the owners need to sell because they're just not invested. They're not putting any money in. They're not doing anything. They can't run a club uh, in it by in any way, shape, or form. I know Michael Knighton's on the scene again. Uh, he's talking about a consortium to buy the club. How much pressure is there at the moment in the UK on the Glazers, do you think? And do you think they're aware of it? Um, I don't. I almost don't think it matters if they're aware of it. You know, they'll have been. They can't be any more or less aware of the pressure now than when they first took over. You know, the um, the uh, protests against their ownership have always been there uh, even when uh, United were, were winning Premier League titles um, so uh, I, I, I don't I, I don't particularly see that they would be uh, at all bothered uh, about about selling uh, about selling now um, I mean you know they have obviously they've loaded the, the club with millions perhaps billions now uh, pounds worth of debt um, uh, but you know they're only going to sell if they're going to get back the investment and kind of what they what they put into it. You know that that's kind of that's the way uh, American ownership uh, works. You know it's, it, they're not doing it for the love of the club. That much is uh, that much is clear. You know it was a hostile, a relatively hostile takeover when it when when it went through. So, um, so so yeah, I mean. Whether Knighton, you know, he's tried to buy the the club, nearly bought it, uh, of course, in the uh, uh, sort of late eighties, early nineties, um, before famously doing kickups in the Old Trafford centre circle when it looked like the deal was going to go through, but then uh, but then didn't. Um, so you know, he's obviously a lot closer to a fan than uh, than than the Glazers particularly are, um, but um, you know whoever whatever the consortium that he's fronting is is going to have to have deep pockets and be prepared for some you know short even medium term pain um while while this is while this is sorted out you know it's the the glazers are primarily at fault for this um uh, there's i don't think you can doubt that but um you know they're not solely responsible it's 
um, you know, they haven't had a director of football. It's been kind of, uh, you know, it was Ed Woodward who had no real background in football. Now it's Richard Arnold, again, no real background in football. Brilliant at kind of making money, finding new uh, revenue streams to bring into into the com- into the into the club to make it more financially viable than it otherwise would be. Um, but they don't sort of know football in the in the same way as um, uh, perhaps Michael Edwards at, uh, at, at Liverpool, who just seem to have the magic touch uh, of finding the right players for kind of uh, not that much money. You know, most Salah for you know less than forty million is the obviously the standout. Um, but obviously, but they spent big money and it's worked. You know, on Van Dijk, on Allison, whereas when United have spent big money, it's been on the kind of the next big or, or kind of someone who has been good for like that season or uh, whatever. And they're just paying a high price when a guy, when someone like Harry Maguire's value is at, is at its highest. And, you know, that's not worked uh, either. So, you know, definitely the, the Glazers are primarily to blame for this, but um, there are others uh, at the club um, uh, that, the, you know, they they just need it, that kind of overarching sporting director, director of football figure, just to kind of come in and have some kind of plan to implement, um, uh, and just not have it just the coach. You change the coach, and then all of a sudden you just got this mishmash of players. It's uh, it can't it can't carry on. No, it can't. It can't. Uh, just finally, mate, before I let you go, uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe, uh, is he any closer to being part of this consortium? There there was some talk. Possibly, I don't know the uh, the ins and outs of it. Um, like I say, whoever uh, whoever comes in is going to have to spend big um, and be prepared to probably lose quite a mo- quite a lot of money um, um, at the you know while uh, while part of the, the consortium. You know, um, there's uh, he has money. Obviously, there's talk of you know. Uh, six seven billion pounds so um you know that uh that uh, he's i guess he's got the money but uh but yeah you know it needs to be uh, uh invested in the in, in in the proper way um you know britain's richest man etc and so on but uh again if the if the money isn't um uh invested properly then it's just going to be the the same problems over and over again um you know, it needs that uh, it needs that plan to to be in place. I mean, the supporters would probably be far happier um, with uh, with him to with with him at the helm uh, than they would be with the Glazers. I completely understand that. Um, yeah, presumably, wipe, wiping out the debt or at least reducing the debt that they uh, that they owe to banks. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, uh, whether it's the right time for him. Uh, I know, I'm sure United fans would would love it to be. So we'll see what happens with with that one. But you've got to persuade the persuade the Glazers to to sell or to you know uh, do, uh, perform a hostile takeover. I don't think United are, are listed on the stock exchange anymore, so that might be tricky to do. Um, uh, so uh, so yeah, that remains that remains to be seen. He'll certainly have to spend big just to take control of the club before he. Before even then, investing investing in players and such like. Mm, yeah, indeed, it's going to get messy before it gets cleared up. That's for sure. Andy, thanks for joining so, us, mate. Always good to chat. We'll catch up with you soon, eh? Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Rick.
Cheers, Andy Murray there from uh, 442 Magazine, amongst others, English football journalist.